Hello, I'm your host, Gillian Semler. You're listening to Let's Talk, brought to you by Citilets and Arla Property Mart Scotland. Let's Talk is a dedicated property show for the world of property letting, investment, legislation, personal stories and much more. If you want to get in touch, just reach out. Let's Talk at citilets.co.uk. Today, my guest is Daryl McIntosh, Strategic Development Manager for Scotland and Northern Ireland for Arla. Morning, Daryl. Hi, Julie. The new Housing and Property Chamber of the First Tier Tribunal for Scotland started operating on the 1st of December 2016, replacing the former private rented housing panel PRHP. Has the tribunal been given all the powers equivalent to those previously available to sheriffs? Uh, in a word, yes. Um, all the uh, private uh, rented sector cases now have to go to the um, the chamber, um, the first year tribunal. Um, so uh, basically, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Simple as oh, that. OK, well, to enable the tribunal then to deal with cases fairly and justly, there is a rule two called the overriding objective. Can you explain in detail what this rule entails? Um, in summary, it's really dealing with the proceedings in a manner which is um, proportionate to, to the issues and the resources of the parties. Um, it is uh, informal and uh, flexible in proceedings. Um, uh, so far as practical, the parties are on an equal footing. Um, they are able to participate fully in the proceedings um, as well. The first-year tribunal have to use their expertise effectively and um, it's to avoid delays uh, as well as um, so far as compatible with um, the proper consideration of the issues that are put in front of them. In summary, it's, it's, it's to deal with cases justly and at proportionate cost and um, it is, uh, as you say, supposed to be um, flexible and informal in proceedings and a lot more form informal than it would have been at Sheriff Court proceedings. Okay. Well, according to data published by Aberdeen Considine, a typical eviction for unpaid rent not posed could result in the landlord not mm. receiving rent for 10 months. This could suggest that the first tier tribunal doesn't operate in the most efficient way. What improvements would you suggest then that could be made to speed the process up? Um, I think from inception, the tribunal have, have, have miscalculated the number of cases that, that they were going to and have received. So um, they, they, uh, I don't think they've, uh, they've gauged the figures correctly on, on what was going to come yeah. through the door. Uh, and they've only been increasing since the, um, since the tribunal um, uh, started or took on all, all the cases. Um, while there are some fine examples of cases that have gone 10 months or in excess of, of 10 months for rent arrears, there are many that have taken a lot less time. Um, and they're just agents and landlords who have, who have put in better submissions. And uh, their submissions are, are perfect. They've ticked all the box. They've checked um, the, the landlord has title. They've got that. The tenancy agreement's um, accurate. Uh, they've got the grounds for evidence. Um, they've provided evidence of service. They've got the correct dates on the notice to leave. Um, uh, they've submitted the homeless notice to the... Um, uh, to, to the lo relevant local authority as well. So if you, you know, if you put in a perfect submission, it should take less than less than the ten months I suggested. I say there are some that go and um, go on a, a lot longer. We've heard the noise that people have, have complained that their their application has been rejected on the technicality. It's not really a technicality. You have not done something that you should. Um, right. So uh, that's probably it, um, resulted in the uh, uh, in the 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 tribe the application going on a bit longer. On the other hand, and uh, for the 10 months of unpaid rent, the, you can also submit an application for a rent repayment order at the same time. Right. And once you've got your rent repayment order, you one separate uh, application for your eviction notice, separate one for your rent repayment order. You're always going to have that rent repayment order. So if you can't find the tenant or all of a sudden the tenant pops up 
six, seven months down the line, then you'll have this rent repayment order. So there's a better chance of landlords getting the money back mm -hmm. eventually, uh, right. eventually, than there used to be down the sheriff court process. So, um, yeah, there's plus and minuses uh, with it. It can, it, well, I won't deny it can take 10 months or more, but it can take a little bit less. Okay, well then in your experience, what's been the most common ground used by landlords for eviction? I mean, it's difficult for us to get that data or to, to have that knowledge, but certainly there is a regular stream of applications to the tribunal for, for rent arrears, uh, rent arrears cases. Rent yeah, that seems to be the one that seems to be going to the tribunal most of the time. Right. Well, can you give our listeners an example then of the most interesting case of this nature? Um, the, uh, the, the most recent one was a, a, an upper tribunal um, case for the, the one that, I, that I've got here is the, the Majid v Gaffney um, case for, for this one. Um, and that was more on the, um, on the, the grounds for the, on the notice to leave where, when they served uh, the, the, the rent arrears. I mean, the purpose of a notice to leave is to let the tenant know exactly why the landlord wants the property back and they and give them an exact date that they can submit an application to the tribunal or it will go to, to the tribunal. Um, in, this, uh, 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 in this application, the, um, the landlord has served the tenant with the, the notice to leave that they were in three months rent arrears prior to them being in rent arrears for that third month. Oh, right. So it was on the basis of you're in rent arrears for two months effectively guessing that you're going to be in rent arrears for the third month, submitted the application to uh, to the tribunal um, for the, to start the eviction process. Um, this was uh, appealed, uh, it was initially rejected, rejected by the first year tribunal um, and, then the, and then appealed by the landlords uh, and the upper tribunal have, you know, they, they, they have agreed. I mean, they did say that parliament didn't intend to allow a landlord to be able to serve a notice on a on a ground that basically wasn't wasn't in play yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah it just wasn't uh, it wasn't effective yet. Mm -hmm. um, so you have to make sure that they, they are in rent arrears for the three months and then um, serve uh, serve the notice. Um, it's uh, people were taking guidance from the Scottish government guidance um, on this, uh, which said if you are serving this on your tenant because of rent arrears, you can serve the notice as soon as your tenant falls into arrears. And you then have to wait over three consecutive months before you can make an application for an eviction order. Um, what we do see is, is Scottish government guidance is, is guidance. The, the clues in the word there, it's guidance, it's mm -hmm. not legislation. Um, they have been, the Scottish government it has been brought to their attention. Um, the details of this case have, and uh, hopefully they have uh, amended their website and details on that yeah. by now as well. So um, a lot of people were using their uh, their their guidance as, as fact when it wasn't. Um, so yes, that was one of the most recent, most interesting ones where it was uh, the three months rent arrears, but it was deemed that they hadn't been in rent arrears for the three months by the time the notice to leave was served. So basically they, they didn't get... Yeah, that's, that's quite crucial. Yes, yes, well, in definitely. another recent interesting case, I think not only did the landlord or agent not understand the grounds for eviction to use, they referred to the short assured tenancy legislation and then they try, also tried to retrospectively cover the tenancy agreement to attempt to prove the notice to leave had been delivered correctly. Can you expand on this? Yes, this was, um, again, this was a, a kind of rather interesting one. It was a bit of a mixed one. Um, the, the tenant had been in, uh, in rent arrears and the, the agent had served the, um, the notice to leave. They, um, they had ticked box 11, um, which was breach of agreement. Um, that this ground is specifically for, for a PRT, um, is specific for any breach other than rent arrears, uh, and it says that um, uh, in the in the in the act. Um, 
non-payment for rent is, is ground 12. On the application to the tribunal, it was brought to the attention of the applicant agent um, and they then returned the application with box 11 tick to say that they're relying on non-payment of rent uh, and they gave a little description of, uh, of the, the, the rent non-payment. However, box 11 that they used at that time was from the 1988 Act, basically for short, for yeah. short assurance. Um, so that, uh, that didn't tick the box um, either. Also, the, um, the, the tenancy agreement is, uh, as well said that they would, um, the, the tribunal had raised this in returning the application to them, um, to the agent said that on the model tenancy agreement, they said you would communicate electronic, electronically only. Um, and you can only communicate several your notices as agreed to the email address stated on the model tenancy agreement. The agent had delivered these notices um, by hard copy. Um, so when it was raised by the tribunal, they, uh, they asked, can you serve us or provide evidence of you serving it electronically as per your agreement? Um, because you've ticked, uh, as it's what's said here, and you've served, served them by hard copy. Um, the agent responded by returning the model tenancy agreement by simply retrospectively ticking electronic and hard copy only. Um, so with everything in front of them, mm -hmm. um, the tribunal uh, realised that there's a bit of a, a mix um, in the legislation that was being uh, that was being used here. Um, and they had just simply retrospectively ticked, uh, ticked the box um, and returned that, returned that to them. So it was an ineffective notice. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, again, this would be one that would, would continue for 10 months or more. Yes, and the, 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 the tenant is, is, is still not paying any rent in that meantime. You have to serve your notices again correctly and there's more time there. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, you can see why this takes a, a lot longer um, than a, mm -hmm. a straightforward submission. Costly one. Well, Arla believe that many agents are kind of slightly apprehensive about the eviction procedure and have been instructing solicitors to act for them. But you want to build agents' confidence to encourage them to represent themselves in the tribunal, and to do so, you're offering various training courses. So, can you tell our listeners about specific courses that can help them with this procedure? Yeah, I mean, it's it's. It is, as you say, it's all about providing the confidence to the agents. Um, previously on evictions, before the tribunal was introduced, it was Sheriff Court. I think there was this fear that you can't go to the, the court. If you go to the court, you must go to, uh, must go to solicitor. But as we covered earlier here, mm -hmm. the purpose of the tribunal is that it's, it's, well, it's free um, and then it's meant to be informal and relaxed for, for mm -hmm. people to, to you attend. Represent yourself. Represent mm -hmm. yourself or take representation mm -hmm. um, as well. It is, it is meant to be um, simple mm -hmm. for landlords, um, agents and tenants to make any application. Um, so it's, it's to provide that confidence for, for agents. Um, I mean, we give examples and we do the courses on, on, we do one for, at the moment we're doing one for evictions and then one, a separate one for um, recovery of uh, recovery of rent. And it's just going through the procedures and what you need to do. And we give examples of, of poor submissions, a couple that we've, we've covered um, and, and, and explaining why it took so long. Um, detailing the various time limits um, that all parties are, are afforded in terms of the legislation uh, from the notice period, so making sure you get your dates correct, mm -hmm. um, the date you can send your application to the tribunal, um, what happens at the tribunal, and you've got your case management discussions, and then should you go on from a case management discussion, if it goes to a hearing, and then do you need witnesses, and, if it, um, and what happens at that point. Um, the, um, then the, you've got the time limit for the decision, what happens at the decision, 
uh, waiting on the statement of reasons and then the time limit for appeals process that each party is afforded. Uh, then you're getting the order and the time limits for the sheriff officers as well. So we cover quite a bit um, yes. a, a, a bit in there. But as we say, I mean, the sector is now professionalised. Agents are qualified. Um, they, they should consider this as, as part of their role, yes. whether it's part of their management fee. They may take it if it's a good uh, a good client that they have they consider that they'll they'll just do this um as a as a gesture of goodwill or it's an additional income stream um mm -hmm. you know you can charge separately for this um this service open the service up for landlords um mm -hmm. that landlords um would approach an agent not a solicitor that should be their first yeah. first port of call and i think it goes back to the um the the, the letting agent register um for the relevant qualification now solicitors didn't get a free mm -hmm. pass. They would have to do one of the three qualifications recognised by the Scottish Government because a law degree or diploma mm -hmm. um, didn't meet the, the, the criteria. Um, so, yes, while well, they've got different skills, you know, as an agent, you are a professional in the lettings. Yes. And it should be something that they were trying to give them the confidence, um, the confidence to do it, I think. And I think a lot of them, a lot of them have it. Um, but it's it's something that they, they should do. And hopefully at the end of the course that, that we do, um, that they they feel confident and comfortable enough uh, enough to do it. Perfect. Well, it's almost been a year now since you were last on Let's Talk. So what's been the main areas then that Arla's been involved with over the last year? Yeah, it's been a quick year, I think. Um, there's always been the regular engagement with the, with the Scottish Government. Um, we don't know when we're going to see the back of any changes in, uh, in legislation. Mm -hmm. um, and the most recent one that, that we've had was the... Um, the response to the change in the energy efficiency, where yeah. it was supposed to change. Um, the dates yes, the yes. end of the end of March, mm -hmm. um, and as we sit here at the end of January, we had no legislation, um, we had no guidance, um, and we had been told that this will effectively be the changes. And we've been out giving the message to uh, to to agents for for some time, doing the Scottish government's work for them and letting them know that there was going to be the changes. But as we pressed for. Just a, you know, can you just give us a clue on when the legislation is going yeah. to get passed? And then there's guidance. Um, at 4 p.m. last Friday, we got told that the dates were um, that they said there was going to be a bit of a uh, yes, it was a, a what was a postponement. So even at, at that point, we try and get the message out. So we did. We communicated that at, you know 4:30 on the Friday Gosh, afternoon good. to get the message out. So agents um, agents are aware of that, picked up on that. So that, you know that's uh, one just most recent example that that we've done. Um, we, uh, we, 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 I mean, we regulate, um, uh, as I say, liaising with the, the Scottish government. They were in touch with us about, um, the people are being in touch with them about agents charging illegal premiums or still charging illegal premiums. And they were investigating and asking if we have evidence. And I think the evidence is few and far between. We don't think it's, uh, it's common, um, yeah, at all. Um, we're not seeing any mainstream uh, evidence um, government. and that seemed to be what they were coming up with as uh, as well so it's just helping them along uh, along there with the inquiries and as much as we can do as well agent regulation is still a, a big focus um certainly for for ourselves and making sure that scottish government are, are enforcing and we're still regularly being contacted on the on agents who have not done anything um about uh, getting themselves registered um we are encouraging the Scottish Government to do carry out enforcement action. They are ready to carry out enforcement uh, action. They're going to be doing site visits um, around agencies soon as well. Um, so it's making sure agents are aware that that's 
that's going to be happening and what the Scottish Government are going to be looking mm -hmm. for um, as well. Um, we got expert opinion, council's opinion, because uh, earlier uh, last year, because we've been made aware that people were saying there was a, you know, there was a confusion how long you could continue a short assured tenancy oh, um, yes. for. Um, so we obtained council's opinion and, and as, as, as an association we paid for that and made it available as well to our members to, to clarify everything there. We continue to travel throughout the country and do our regional um, meetings and we invite uh, all non-members um, uh, as well as members uh, along again to give them updates for those that um, aren't listening to the, the City Lights podcast um, as well. So uh, making sure that they are, they are aware of, as I said, still legislation changes. There was um, small changes to the tenancy deposit scheme regulations. Mm -hmm. um, the main one being that the, the schemes now have an obligation to let a tenant know if a deposit was lodged late out with the 30 working days when it was lodged and also once it's been uplifted as well to remind them again to give the tenant the opportunity to go to the tribunal and get a case um, from there. So just making them, the, them aware of all these legislation changes, responding to consultations as well, the um, the fair rent bill and short-term lets, letting people know about these things and we respond to them. And we also conducted our own independent survey on um, short-term lets as well and the effect that that's got on the market. And that is... Um, it is about to be released as we speak, um, and that will be made freely available, and people can use uh, use that as well. So, um, I have probably missed a whole lot of other things, but that's it. That's, yeah, that's, that's, it's a busy year. Yes. <laughs> and also, um, Arla's hosting the Scottish National Conference in May in Edinburgh at the EICC. So, what can delegates expect from the day this year? Um, we are looking at again doing. Uh, there will be a bit of legal updates and best practice. There'll be an update on the uh, on the economy. Um, there will be prop tech updates uh, and um, really just to, to to give a bit of business and business and motivational speakers as well. So. Um, best practice updates and uh, a bit of inspirational business motivation Perfect. as well as the uh, we'll have a room full of exhibitors um, as well so yeah, great it should be well, a good we're event. certainly looking forward to the day yes we look forward to having you great well thank you very much Daryl you're welcome thank you I'm Gillian Semler thanks for listening if you've enjoyed the show don't forget to subscribe to the Let's Talk channel on all the usual platforms including Spotify iTunes and SoundCloud as well as on citylets.co.uk forward slash podcasts and also let your friends know where to find us. Let's Talk is a dedicated property show providing insight into the world of property letting. More information on today's show can always be found on our show notes along with this podcast. If you want to get in touch, just reach out. Let's Talk at citylets.co.uk.